do you agree that you know it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility even for our ancestors that did not know any better and waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation <laughs> Well, it's Wake Up With KC, and today I have a beautiful, amazing person that's joining us today, and like I said, you never know who I'm going to get on my show, and she's young, she's passionate, and she is transforming her life and discovering her passions along her journey, and I wanted her to come on this show to help guide her as well help guiding you too if you're at the same age group same like similarities in circumstances and overcoming with everything that's been going on in this crazy world uh please welcome christy graham hey christy welcome <laughs> thank you for having me Oh, it's a pleasure. You know what? You're a podcaster. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you, like, you know, we'll get into the podcasting aspect of, you know, what you do. Right. But you shared with me earlier a very, um, and I can relate, um, being a, a parent, when I was younger, I was with a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. We lived together. I got pregnant that ended the relationship so i was left dealing with the responsibility of what do i do now he didn't want no part of me i mean we were young we are naive we didn't know any better mm -hmm. you know i wasn't ready emotionally physically financially i didn't even know what i wanted to do at 19 with my life and are actually 18 and I gave him up for adoption. I had a son and actually his birthday was October 4th. Mm -hmm. And I just loved him so much, but I had a common sense of, I'm not ready to be a parent. I, I, I can't do this. It's not fair to this young child that came into this world and wanted to give him the best. And there was a loving couple that wanted, couldn't have children, but wanted to have a, a baby. So I was like, okay, you can have mine. Mm -hmm. You guys are set. You guys are financially set. You got a home. You're ready to have kids. So that's what I did. And you shared with me that you you were adopted correct okay um when did you find out um my mother told me almost as soon as i was able as i could learn how to talk um her theory was was if i heard it from her then nobody else could use it against me so it wasn't like I didn't have like the stereotypical lifetime realization of randomly finding out one day. It was more so of um, 
my mom told me at a very early age. So it was, it was just a regular part of life. And my mom actually worked as a um, social worker. So I was always around other adoptees and other people in foster care. So it never was anything out of the or out of the ordinary. Um, yeah, and I never really had a big issue. Well, in the family, I did have an issue with it. But like, as far as outside, um, like among my peers, I really didn't have to talk about it because, you know, it, that's something that you kind of keep to yourself. But yeah. So it actually helped you have a better understanding. And it mm -hmm. wasn't that, you know, honestly, it's when you're put in a, a circumstances, like, for example, how I was, and I'm, you know, your biological mother, you know, was just in a, a situation and I feel that she loved you enough to give you a better life. Right. Well, the story that I always got was my biological mother, she was 16 when she found out that she was pregnant with me and it was pretty much between having a baby or going to college. So I've always been like, honestly, if I was in the same predicament, I would have chose college too. So because I'm, I was just like, at least I'm lucky enough to where I can have somewhat of a reasonable, um, situation that I can be proud of because not a lot of people in my situation get that because a lot of adoption stories they're really traumatic but for me it was just she made the wrong decision but she wanted to make sure I had a chance and that's what she did wow and you know you mentioned earlier to me before we got on the show that, you know, you wanted to find out about, you know, certain aspects about right. your history and, you know, even like spiritual gifts, I would say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're 27, which the two and seven is very significant. And this year, it's like a new chapter, a new season for you. You're 27 to 28. And 27 is 9. Now, I've been looking into numerology. And it's really amazing how numbers are connected with us. Mm -hmm. And later on, I'm going to send you some information to, to look at so you can discover things about yourself that will only make sense to you. Okay. You know, and... You know, we live in a duality world. There, there's a positive and a negative. Mm -hmm. And the way I perceive things is I look at both. And the negative could be some, you know, weaknesses or habits or patterns that I can just take as data and say, okay, if these are the weaknesses, then I need to pay attention and work through those to where I'm not repeating ha those habits or patterns. And then it exactly. helps with my strengths. So um, it's all good for you. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I just can't remember what the numbers are. Just like I had a brain fart. Sorry. 
Uh, <laughs> but then let me ask you something. So you went through life knowing that you were adopted, but you're still loved, mm. taken care of. Did you discover any passions or any interests that you liked when you started growing up? Not when I was growing up. It didn't develop until after I moved. Um, because growing up, like I was telling you before the show started, I grew up in really strict Southern Baptist household. Um, wasn't really able to explore. Um, like I said, until after I left the house. <laughs> um, and I started having experiences that I normally wouldn't have. And it kind of got me to thinking for myself. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really weird how life works sometimes because it's like, okay, you were taught one thing growing up and then you have this one experience that makes you kind of just question pretty much everything about yourself and that's kind of what I'm going through now and it's not necessarily a bad thing um but it it's just been I said this word before it's just been interesting it hasn't really been it hasn't been good or bad it's just I'm finding out more um now that I'm being exposed to different things that I probably wouldn't have been had I just stayed where I was. And wouldn't it, wouldn't you agree that it's, you know, because Southern Baptist religion, it's all a program. It's right. a belief system. And if you look at history, because I love history and I'm, mm -hmm. I, when I did the same thing as you, I got out of it, but I was also experiencing things even in the, in the religion realm, going to church, you know, certain churches and having experiences. And, you know, because I don't know any better. Right. I'm looking at them and they're telling me, oh, it's the fire of God on you. It's the Holy Spirit. You're drunk in the spirit and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. When that wasn't so. Well, my kind of, I guess my epiphany, epiphany um, is what you'll call it, was, well, a lot of my trauma came from religion. Not saying that religion is a bad thing itself, but it depends on who you on who you have that's like in charge. And a lot of a lot of times it wasn't good. Um, but I will say that um recent like recently, um I never really had like spiritual encounters or anything like that growing up and I was always told okay you do bad things you go to hell you know you do certain stuff you're deemed hell yada yada, yada. um but I recently had a friend pass away and she paid me a visitation and she looked happy and I started questioning I was like first of all just obviously the visitation itself um, but second of all, I was like, okay, this is making me question everything I knew about religion because by religion standpoint, because of what happened to this person, this person should be in hell right now, you know, but she, when I saw her, 
it was the happiest I ever seen her. So that's when I started to be like, okay, maybe there's other stuff out there that's not necessarily what we were conditioned to believe. Right, because religion was created by man, Mm -hmm. not by God. But it did say, and even in that book that everybody think is is the word of God, one, there's plagiarism. They copied that material. Right. And that's there's documents that are revealed now. There's writings from ancient civilization written on tablets in cuneiform writings that if you study and translate and there you could translate them and there's others that have translated them and written books about them well when you really think about christianity as a whole and how it came about christianity is pretty much a religion that was stolen from other religions and was pretty much colonized to fit a certain narrative so i'm not I can't say I'm not surprised because <laughs> when you really, because when you really think about it, a lot of Christianity beliefs came from Judaism, paganism, stuff that we are taught to basically fear, but it's tweaked in a way to make it. I don't know how to, I don't know how to word it. Okay. So it was created in order to control the mass. Yeah. To put fear that's right. it because i believe there's i believe there's a god do i think it's the same do i think that this god is as big as a excuse my language do i think it's as big as a dick as they make him out to be in the bible no <laughs> no but it is an it honestly god is not male or female that's what i've always or said Right, because my whole thing growing up was, okay, how do we know God is a he if the Bible does say that he was made in our image? So, logically, (laughs) let's create man in our image. Now, that writing from ancient civilization and the Q&A form writing on tablets, there was now, (laughs) I'm going to go deep now. You got me started, girl. If you look now, today, there's UFO sightings everywhere across mm-hmm. the world. Now, with technology, you could film that. There's been reports that have been sealed from the government about UFOs. The Roswell in 1940s about the UFO crashing. And there was like, oh, no, it was a balloon thing. No, they tried to keep that shit on the download because they didn't want the American people to fear right because they feared themselves because they didn't know what the hell because i honestly honestly feel the same way about the ocean like the conspiracy theories about the ocean like mermaids and stuff like that i'm like we don't know what's out there really because um what i what i researched was nasa was originally supposed to be for the ocean and they only discovered like two percent of it before for whatever reason they said okay we're going to switch to space and i always 
And I always was like, okay, why are they so gun home on teaching us about space? But the ocean remained a mystery. Did they see something that they don't want us to see? Because if they did see a mermaid or something down there, they don't they are not gonna want us to know because that would affect tourism. Especially with the beaches. <laughs> well, not only that, but if you go back in history from the civilizations from the sumerians the sumerians were the first to create writing mathematics agriculture they were the first in history that started and then when you go to other places in the country if you go back in those times you know the usa wasn't where it is now it was somewhere else Exactly. All the seven continents were pretty much clustered together, but then something happened and it separated. Now America is where it is now. However, those writings, there was, it's documented. Those that came from the sky. Now, if you go back 95,000 years and you saw something coming from the sky, back in those times you would think oh my god it must be a god coming from the heavens to knowing what we know now about ufo sightings and spaceships and all that that makes more sense than what is written that we're taught to believe and i've read that book and there are certain questions that i had i'm like oh really adam and eve are the first female and male created okay then there was cain and abel and cain killed abel left but came back with a wife where did the wife <laughs> come from exactly unless you're telling me that the wife is his sister or something and that's incest and that's supposed to be a sin you basically just contradicted yourself <laughs> It, it is. There are so many contradictions, and that's why I said, you know what, I'm out well, of this. Well, this is a why, program. I doesn't exactly. stay well with me, and well, there's missing the information. Of, that's the type of um, stuff that I was dealing with growing up because I always had questions. But my mom was a minister, always in the church, so I'm was like, mm, wasn't really able to explore any of that. But wait, this gets even more. Let, let me ask you, did you ask the same question? Because they're like, oh, money is the root of all evil. But you see them, oh, but you got to give tithes. You got to give 10% of your income. And I'm like, exactly. Like I never under, I honestly never understood the pat. Like I didn't know until recently that the pastor was even paid. And it just kind of seems dishonest to me because growing up, they would always say, oh, the money's going back to God and yada, 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 it's going to the church. And then I grew up and I'm like, wait, that's not true. So basically the pa a majority of pastors are being paid under the table. No, it's, <laughs> they're getting paid a salary, but they got to pay for the building. They got to pay for the other employees. They got to pay for the electricity. They got to pay for their equipment. It's a business. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so proud of you for asking those questions. Because you know why? Because the information that you were receiving did not resonate with your soul. 
you know the truth because the truth is inside you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been. It's I'm so proud of you. It's been interesting to discover because, um, like I said, even with witchcraft, that basically you talk about that, you're automatically, you know, doing... see, that's a label, though. Yeah. Do you know in history? I mean, they, they just call them witches because they, you know, but but in reality, oh, witches were there spells. Christians. They were casting spells. I'm like, uh, we cast spells on ourselves and other people just by the words we speak. And then the thing about it, witches came before Christianity. They were called pagans, but they were doing healings. They were, it, it, you could even go back into the Egyptian times that they were doing. And then in Greece, they were doing similar things. They just had a, a different way of practicing the healing arts. Mm-hmm. But then when religion came in, they're like, oh, no, that that's witchcraft. That's the Satan stuff. This is you got to they were ending the connection to the spirituality that we had at, originally. Mm -hmm. And based on if I go back to Embarambi, the code and laws, which is 283, that's interesting stuff that people translated, they were able to translate out of 283. There is some missing because of the way the writings on the, on the tablets, it was, it, it cracked. I mean, come on, you got stones and there's writings and, and whatnot. So they were able to interpret and translate most of it. But what I found fascinating was, wow, these are implemented in our, laws today just been translated and because time has evolved the things mm. have changed and i'm like well how did he get this knowledge and wisdom to write these laws into place there's agriculture property taxes slaves uh physicians if you like it's like how did they even know about this stuff back <laughs> in those times mm -hmm. then i'm like well who was reigning before Embarambi? There was somebody else and they had fewer laws, but women were treated very badly. Then I'm seeing similar connections of what was written in the, in the biblical times. I'm like, wait a minute. That was the same era as this person reigning. And I'm like, holy shit. That's where they got the information from. Mm -mm. Women had no voice. They were considered as a piece of property. They could be raped. They could be sold. Even the daughters. And the daughters were worth less than the boys, the sons. Which always blew my mind because a lot of the diehard Christianity people I made, I run into have been women. <laughs> and I'm like, you not saying anything's wrong with worshiping god but you're going hard for a woman for a religion that realistically was not made for you it wasn't supposed to be created the way it was man wanted control and power and they created a system in order to control the mass now 
why would a God, if now here's the thing, I, I want to ask you if you thought the same thing, you know, growing up, it's like, oh, God loves, you know, what was it, John 3, God so loved the world yeah, that he gave his only God. So, okay, yep. if he loved the whole world and loved everybody and we are his children, why is there a separation and hatred? Um, like, oh no, he only likes the religion has divided us to where, oh no, right. God is that's, that's one thing that I was going to say. I think the main issue, um, about Christianity, and it's not just Christianity, organized religion in itself, but yep. Christianity, I'm going to use as an example because the original Bible was, I believe, the Torah. There's uh, actually the Quran is from the Turkish. The Torah came in in the the Jewish, mm -hmm. and then when the Christians, whoever, um, like what, 1900s, got that information and created. Right. So that kind of uh, goes along with my point that we really don't know what the original content was because everybody interprets it in their own way and i noticed that especially i'm going to use the whole abortion stance as an example they always take oh, so glad you brought that up they always take i have yet to see anything in the bible specifically saying that I don't know that like I yes I seen murder is a sin but I have yet to see anything about abortion or whatever actually it says something about miscarriages but anyway um it just like people interpret interpret the bible to fit their own beliefs agenda. yeah their own agenda so in reality we really don't we really can't say what it actually said and i think that's where the problem is because people were allowed to make translations after translations of the same of the same book but each time they either took something out or they added more stuff in so well with the quran and the torah there is no new testament right and so that new testament was written 200 years after supposedly jesus was crucified right and then and third party right and, and why other, should i believe that this is coming from exactly, a third party. exactly. if jesus wanted to write his stuff he would have write his own autobiography and done it himself exactly but yeah that's why there's certain i don't i am really conflicted about it just because i'm like yeah um the Bible, whoop de doo but it has been re rewritten so many times. Who knows what it actually said? But there's a lot of stuff that people love to quote um, on certain topics that I'm like, okay, that's a little hypocritical because earlier in this book, he said da-da-da-da. But mm -hmm. they don't understand. They're just using it. Certain scriptures, they don't know anything about that Bible. To, exactly. To exactly. They really don't. And I'm the thing about, you know, oh, thou shalt not kill. Well, Christian 
Relig and religion is the biggest murderers in history. <laughs> 80 million. Eighty million. Religion is the biggest murderers. No hate like Christian love. And I'm like, wow, this is interesting. You're, And I'm like, okay, if you're, you know, because it's, I see history repeating itself. And then the, the suppressing the women and, you know, controlling the women. I'm like, hold up. I'm going to set a movement. I, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm like, okay, you want to infringe on my woman rights? Well, mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's create a law to where every male at the age of 13 has to get a vasectomy. Exactly. And it's funny, that you, and it's funny that you bring that up because I was actually online the other day and I, I was watching this couple's page and <laughs> everybody was for some reason upset because the husband of this content creator was like, okay, they are young, they had three kids, he's going to get a vasectomy. Everybody was losing their shit in the comment section. And I was like, why is it such a big deal that the wife wanted the husband to get a vasectomy? But if she says she wanted to get her tubes tied or something like that, that nobody would bat an eye. Like, why is why is so much pressure put on women but not men? And I don't get that either because it's so much easier. To have a male get a vasectomy and it's they can reverse it. So I'm thinking, okay, let's make a law. I don't know who's hearing this, but let's do it because I'm like, I'm you just crossed the line with me. And then you're getting the between politics and religion together on this. That exactly. religion is supposed to be separate from government, but they're trying to windle their exactly. way. Exactly. And I'm like, uh -uh, well, they're not dying. They already did. And I'm like, oh well, we're gonna change this. Like and it. I believe, at, let's make it a law. If you're gonna make a law about this, then we should make a law about exactly. that equality. Exactly. And you need to have less overpopulation. By 13, they get a vasectomy. They can go on work on their career, get themselves settled. Then when they want to get married get a house then you can go back and say hey i want to reverse my vasectomy I'm exactly that's that's my thing why is, it, why is it just a woman a woman issue it takes two to have sex and make a baby when the, and let's be honest the majority of the time the man the man fucked up a majority of the time but the woman gets to blame just because that's the type of society that we live in which i never understood <laughs> well if you look back in history men were taking advantage of women to because they were in a mindset a program that women were beneath the men it's god first then man then the woman then the child that's fucked up i'm sorry yeah. we're all equal right. meanwhile you're depending on women for every little thing like, <laughs> but you treat women like shit. Like yeah, but we're the, the women, ones that produce all the women in the world and bring life <laughs> into this earth. So I would like, uh, you better think about that. Exactly. It's like, well, if all the women in the world decided to 
ghost Earth and go to Mars or something, Earth would completely go to shit. Well, honestly, I think if you get religion out of the way, okay, mm -hmm. and get women to really wake up to their true essence of who they are and get them to start structuring and running our, our you know, government and whatnot, there'd be a lot more peace, I think. It would if women will learn how to stop being so petty towards each other. The problem is a lot of women aren't mentally mature yet. So I think it's the programs, the beliefs, right. like we right. were brought up in. Right. But so I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying that is right for them to be skeptical about having women in offices and stuff like that. But historically speaking, <laughs> when we get pissed off, we can do some fucked up shit and then think about the consequences <laughs> later. <laughs> So I well, get it. <laughs> but I do think that if women, especially American women, if we could just get like our shit together and just take over, then yeah. Because I, and then too, I personally think that there needs to be more of an age restriction about who's in office anyway. Because why do we have an almost 80 year old man running the country? You know what I mean? Oh, uh, not just 80, but there's women too. <laughs> And there's there should be terms. I agree with you. There my whole thing is it's not nothing's going to change. You keep the same type of people in in office. There needs to be more people my age in there. But the problem is it. You know what? We gonna go. <laughs> well, uh, John F. K. Uh, John F. K. Uh, yeah, John F. K. I was want to say K. Kennedy, but it's John. John F. K., he was 34 when he was president. Mm -hmm. And I noticed at times I was like, wait a minute, he was 34 when he was president. But, but you gotta, but back then, the presidents, they were older. And I'm like, but back then, the lifespan, maybe the lifespan, because I do know that as the decades, though, the lifespan changed. So maybe 30 kids around his age, maybe it was considered old. I'm no, he was the youngest. If you go back in history of the presidents, he's the youngest. Then I'm, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, it's fascinating to me. I'm like, why is it that there's a bunch of older men becoming president? And what about the young ones? Exactly. Exactly. You know, and then I look at some of these politicians, like, what about these younger ones? You know, and I'm, I because they know if they get us in there, we are going to mess up their system and they don't want that to happen, so they kick us out of there. That's a good perspective of looking at that. That just saying. That's interesting. You got the same old heads working and handling the money. Everybody keep their paycheck. You get one of us in there. And you know, there's not gonna be a monopoly anymore. Mm. Well, they got to keep us out of there because, yeah, I mean, you see what happened, you see what happened 2016 to 2020. We are the same generation that would throw, <laughs> that would throw a whole grenade at the police and, you know. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like the violence is never the, the exactly. answer. Exactly. I don't agree with violence, but they, 
I can kind of see why they did it because it seems to that's the only way that the government will actually pay attention. I don't agree with it, but I get it because when they did try to do it peacefully, they were the ones that were met with the violence. So it was kind of like, okay, it's okay for them to do it. Let us, you know, return the favor and do it too. But they Retaliation got is yeah, yeah, exactly. I've seen that in history, and it you think that we would wake up by understanding our history, you know, because there's 50% truth, and then that's taken out. So it's you know, to me, it's my responsibility to go for the truth. Find the truth. It will come and find you. Ask for the truth. It will find you. Exactly. And, you know, being, you know, 27, going through, you're now in nursing. Mm -hmm. I hate to get off the subject, but I want to see how everything that you have experienced and with Mm. Right. Eh. Well, what what specifically do you want to know? Well, what have you discovered about you? And I know you're going through nursing school. So what sparked that passion? Uh, with everything honestly, that you're dealing with and experiencing, right. what led to that? Like, I want to so, honestly, it was always something I was trying to avoid. Um, because nursing was something that my mother wanted from me from the time I was born, and I was like, No, I want to try to do my own thing. Because growing up down south, you're either in the medical field or you were into sports, and I was like, I want to try. I want to try something different. I tried a bunch of different stuff, nothing was really resonating with you right so i eventually went into healthcare. i started off as a pharmacy tech um i was like i didn't really like that so then i decided to be a medic and while i was on the track one night i was like you know what i kind of like the nursing side of it more than i like the other stuff that we have to deal with so i switched from being a medic and i got hired at a nursing home um and i got my cna certification and i my uh um in-laws um helped me register for school get accepted and yeah that's i've been doing it ever since um i started working with the elderly and i think where it clicked was i growing up i was always the one that uh the caregiver if you would. So I basically saw how some of them were being treated and I, I got attached and I was just like, I see there's a lot of people that are in the field for not good reasons. And people are dying from malpractice and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, you know what? I kind of, I like the field and I'm at a place now where I can kind of explore my different options. So that's where the travel nursing thing came in. So yeah, it it's kind of something that I kind of, I guess you can say I was destined to be it, even though I tried to avoid it. So yeah. <laughs> well, you looked at it in one angle 
but there's I, I feel like there's more to you. This is just a a piece of a journey that you're experiencing in order to learn from because you're still 27. Mm-hmm. It's just a journey and adventure <laughs> to help you learn so you can expand and like grow. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I encourage you to, to continue on. And I'm going to help you on the side to okay. get that spiritual, you know, aspect and, and putting the pieces of the puzzle of, of parts of you that's waiting for you to show up. So that's, I, I'm truly proud of you. Thank you. And, and what you're, you're, you're doing and being open-minded and open-hearted. And I loved having this conversation. <laughs> it's like, and you're young and you're like, and I'm like, oh my God, you're young. You're like getting it quicker than others. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many others are you like you're, that are questioning the same thing. Yeah. And I kind of said, um, I was having this conversation, this kind of conversation, uh, with a guest I had on the show a week ago, I was like, I kind of feel like the stuff that I've been through, I can kind of be a little more open-minded, as traumatic as it was, but because I'm like, I've bas- I've seen it all. Nothing really, nothing faces me anymore. Like I said, as long as you're not doing anything illegal. Eh. <laughs> right, and then it's like um, what they call the paranormal, because um, there is, and that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. But it's just a mystical, spiritual experience, really. It's just, you know, when you don't understand or know, you just label it as something. And, oh, that's what that is. Exactly. And I've had some pretty fascinating experiences on, on that aspect of things. And um, I'll share with you that, you know, the paranormal, there's these paranormal shows and... um my daughter pranked me and oh yeah (laughs) i'm still like trying to figure out how do i top this one because it's good (laughs) i just uh the boyfriend that i was with at the time it was in 2014 and i was at the same time where my dad passed away unexpectedly we broke up he said oh well you got to the end of the month to get out I got somebody else coming in and I was like, okay, I was cool as a cucumber. But what I intuitively, I knew it was ending because I said, I, I need to get out of this. Cause I go mm-hmm. to the spirit guides and higher self. I'm like, uh, this ain't working. I see the signs. Thank you for showing me the signs, the red flags, but I need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And then within three days he breaks up with me and I got to the end of the month. I didn't wait till the end of the month. Mm-hmm. I actually got out on Father's Day. That was the first Father's Day without my dad. So we stayed at the Seminole Inn. And I'm in this like Jack and Jill kind of suite. And there's a bathroom in the middle. So I'm unpacking. My daughter actually worked there. So she helped me out. And I have my two other girls that were with me. So they're all downstairs. And I'm sitting there talking to my mom, letting her know I'm okay and whatnot. All of a sudden, I see the lights flicker. Now, this is a haunted hotel. They've had paranormal investigators at this hotel. It's it's a, a, a historic hotel, Seminole Inn, in Indian Town. Mm-hmm. So, 
I'm seeing the 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 door to the other bedroom was closed. My my the bedroom bathroom door was open, but I'm seeing the lights flicker, and I'm like, Mom, uh, I'm gonna go have dinner with Katrina now. Uh, I'll talk to you later. I love you. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Now I got these spirits in here, and I <laughs> I I, I like to go with y'all today. <laughs> They didn't know I was actually feeling something, but she was on the other side of the door. So she had so like a bathroom. Bathroom. Wait, hold up. I, I go in the bathroom. I'm like, okay, guys, you know, I know you're here. I can feel you. She flies open that door. Can you feel me now? <laughs> I screamed bloody murder. She laughed so hard. She <laughs> fell. And I'm crossing my legs, holding on to the door frame going, I just, I think I just needed my pants. <laughs> so, I mean, this is, you know, this is the relationship I have with my girls. That was the best prank ever so far. Well, mine, I'll never let her live that one down. Well, mine wasn't, I know we're running out of time, but I had to share this. But so, like I said, growing up, I never really had anything, any experiences with, anything like spiritual or paranormal until recently. Um, so there was one day I was in my kitchen and I was talking to my sister-in-law and I was just yabbing, minding my business. And I looked down and I see a feather on the stove. And I was like, um, I don't own anything with feathers in it. So I'm freaking out and I'm like, I'm literally cleaning my entire kitchen cause I'm like, okay, where the hell did this better come from? Blah, blah, blah. I look on my stove and I feel the stove. And mind you, I had the stove on like 200. Shouldn't get that hot. Stove felt like it was on freaking fire. Long story short, stove was messed up to the point that if I would have not paid attention to it, house would have been gone. So on that note, and your angel, guardian angel, left you a message on the stove because there was something wrong and it was actually sending you the message to help save you. Yeah. And I still Those are the awesome messages. Yeah. And I still had that feather because like I said, I was I was asking my boyfriend, I was like, do we own anything with feathers in it? And he's like, no. <laughs> But it's like, it's a white feather. Look like, yeah. So we I keep, have, yeah. We have guardian angels, spirit guides of from other dimensions as well. So I'm just going to give you a heads up on that one. But yes, we do have angels. And sometimes our angels are not what we were taught to believe with the wings and all that. Mm -hmm. So... You keep rocking, and I'm so honored and grateful for connecting with you. Mm -hmm. uh, bless you. I wish you well. And we we're going to be in touch. contact. I, 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 I just adopted you. <laughs> you are my daughter now, so congratulations. Welcome to the family. <laughs> I'm here to help you on your spiritual journey, and it's truly an honor to do that. Thank you so much. I didn't even realize we it's we've been <laughs> it's been like almost an hour. That's how my show goes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
But well, I look forward to actually, hearing from you. Yes. I want to get started on this kind of ASAP. <laughs> definitely. And keep going with the, your podcast. And I have anybody that wants to reach out and be a guest on your show. You can reach Christy on her podcast. I put it in the description. So definitely reach out if you want to be a guest. You know, she's open and willing to talk about anything and pretty much everything. Yeah. We'll have to have you on the on the show again. And let's talk about sex. Yes. <laughs> what position? <laughs> oh, girl. We can... <laughs> We're definitely going to come back. You're going to be on, and we're going to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm innocent. I, I, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's giving me the look like that's bullshit. <laughs> she knows I'm full of shit already. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey. I can feel when someone's telling me the truth, and I know I can feel when someone's bullshit me too. That's a gift I have. Thank you. If you're serious about it, yes, let's do that episode. Okay, definitely. <laughs> oh, we're we're gonna get down and dirty in a whole awesome way. <laughs> but thank you so much. I had a good time. Good. I, I did too. <laughs> well, there you go. You never know what I'm going to talk about on this show. And I love Chrissy. She's young, vibrant, and she's on this amazing journey and adventure to discover who she is and going through her transformation. Yeah, we sort of got a little sidetracked, but hey, this is what Wake Up With KC is all about. You never know who I'm going to have. Stay tuned for the next episode of Wake Up With KC. Do you agree that, you know, it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility, even for our ancestors that did not know any better? been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation. <laughs>